Good morning, good morning. On today's podcast, I have special guest, Kizzy Parks. From starting out washing used golf balls and selling them to where she is now, Kizzy has an amazing story. She owns four businesses, has been awarded over $50 million in government contracts, and holds a Guinness World Record. Have a listen. Have you ever had negative thoughts in your mind that you aren't good enough, that you'll never be successful? If so, you're not alone. I've had those thoughts playing in my mind ever since I took the leap to become an entrepreneur. It's a dirty, dark secret that no one likes to talk about as the glamorization of becoming an entrepreneur is shown in the media. I realized that in order to succeed, I needed help. We all do. So I decided to go all in on myself, spending thousands of hours in the trenches, reading, joining groups, listening to podcasts, hiring coaches to develop a bulletproof morning routine for success. Join me on my journey as together we build our morning fire to ignite our lives as entrepreneurs. My name is Jeff Wickersham, and this is the Morning Fire for Entrepreneurs podcast. Welcome to the Morning Fire for Entrepreneurs podcast. I'm extremely excited and honored to have Kizzy Parks on the show. Kizzy, welcome to the show. Hi, good. Hello. How are you, Jeff? I'm so excited to be here. I am fantastic. I'm excited to have you here. So I don't think we need too much of getting into state, but I love grounding us with a breathing exercise, a little energy booster. So we're going to do three power breaths in, in through the belly, up through the chest. We'll raise our hands above our head. Go ahead and breathe in. And out. Good. Another breath in. And out. Final breath in. And out. All right. Now I'm going to count down three, two, one. We're going to yell boom at the top of our lungs to get the energy going in three, two, one, and boom. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you. Appreciate you playing along. So I eat, sleep, breathe, morning routines, habits, rituals. I think they are such a foundation for success. So Kizzy, what is one or two things you do right in the morning that, that really sets you down that path towards success? One of the things that I do is I work out. Okay. So it's very, very important to me every morning. It usually varies from 6 a.m. to 9. I usually start one of those times and I go to my favorite boutique gym. And that's super important to me because it's, it's just a great workout. I get to talk. I get to sometimes see superstar athletes who are training there. It's just such a, a great way to start out every morning. What What do you feel? Obviously, I love, I, I'm a huge fan of exercise. I think the physicality of putting our bodies through stuff develops that mental toughness. You know, when you have days, I always like to ask in this question, when you have days that you don't want to do it, how do you get yourself to the gym still? Because those are the days that matter, right? Those, those are like the tests that we got to pass getting there. So what are, what, what are a couple strategies you leverage when you have days, which we all do, that yeah. you don't want to hit the gym? So I think about David Goggins and I love his story. I love his book. And my trainer, Derek, and I always talk about carrying the boats. Mm -hmm. And we always talk about that. And so when I don't want to carry a boat, I think about how I can't be that person. I'm like, I have to carry the boat. I may not have it completely up, but as long as I'm there trying, and that's what really motivates me to go to the gym, to work on the different fitness uh, items that I have every day. 
I love it. And I'm a huge fan of Goggins as well. I did the uh, I did the four by four by 48 run in March that he puts on. So that was uh, that was awesome. So I love that mindset. So that's that's truly, uh, truly amazing. So let's get into your entrepreneurial journey a little bit. So if, if you would share your your beginnings, where you're at now, and then I know we're going to get into the the topic of, of government contracting. Yeah. So I always knew like when I was a little girl, I would collect golf balls from behind my friend's house that were in an alley. So the alley was just littered with all these golf balls. I would take them home, wash them. But I knew that some golf balls were worth more because of my grandmother, Grandma Clump. So okay. I would resell them through the fence. And I just knew at that moment that I was old, I was going to be an entrepreneur. I didn't know what that looked like. I had no idea when. And little did I know a graduate research fellowship at now Patrick Space Force would really catapult me to where I am today. And so that provided an opportunity when I was in graduate school. I had worked ever since I was 15, but I had never worked for a big company. I'd interned at Lockheed Martin for three months and I was given this opportunity to subcontract. And I thought, oh my goodness, I thought I was going to be like ancient, like in my 40s or 50s, <laughs> maybe a college professor and consulting on the side. That was going to be my big entrepreneurial endeavor. And reality, I was provided the opportunity directly out of graduate school to start a company. And so I did and I ran with it. And now we have about um, right around 100 people throughout the United States. That's awesome. So you're in grad school, you get this opportunity. How did your, obviously you said you were born, you always knew you were going to be an entrepreneur. How did that transition from grad school to running your own company? How, how did that process go? Well, one thing about graduate school or college in general is that there's always fact finding, you're writing reports and you need to network, right? You needed to know where to go for the right parties, right? <laughs> so it was no different when it came to learning how to navigate the space of government contracting and private consulting. And so I spent a lot of time meeting with business owners in the Orlando area, traveling literally up the coast, the east coast of Florida to meet with different small business reps who were associated with free resources different there's all types of free resources in florida and i just absorbed and asked so many questions i didn't know what an invoice was or a purchase order or i didn't know how to read a con a government contract i just i just realized that hey there's this knowledge there are these applications that i can offer and people and organizations are willing to pay for it wow i had no idea and so i learned as much as possible make tons of mistakes <laughs> and just keep going forward. So when you were going through that discovery process, was it always a curiosity that you had to ask questions, right? Because some people, let's be honest, are, are afraid to ask questions because they think they're not going to look intelligent, not going to look smart, not going to look qualified for, for the role. How did you, how did you get past that? Or was that not a barrier to you? And what would you recommend to somebody that, might be hitting that kind of hurdle or roadblock? I've always been curious. Okay. Like when I was younger, I knew I was going to be an entrepreneur and I knew I was going to be a psychologist. 
Okay. And so that curiosity was always there of asking questions, trying to understand, dissecting. And so it came naturally to ask a lot of questions. And what was great about it, and this is important to note, I didn't come across like a threat. It was, oh, there's this new female business owner with all these questions. How cute, right? And in reality, it was to help me on this journey to what I'm, you know, what I put together and what I will continue to grow. And so asking the questions, what was beautiful about it, and it's still beautiful to this day, is it allows the other person to talk about the most important person in their life, which is themselves. It allowed other people to talk about themselves, to talk about their journeys and to provide tons of information. So it was really cool to get that information. And then I also eventually ended up in the government space. We have formal mentor protege relationships. So I ended up in one of those that further helped. And I asked so many more questions. And so it, it just really helped that curiosity is vital to this day. I still ask a ton of questions. It never stops. Never gotcha. Stops. So, so curiosity, one, having, mm -hmm. being curious, asking those questions. So, so vitally important Two, come across as a, as a non threat was, was a great piece to the puzzle. And then three was just continuing to, to develop your skill set, continuing to learn, having that, that never ending growth mindset of it. I, I feel like are, are truly you know, some, some great value you, you lay down there as well as people love to talk about themselves. So if you're hesitant to ask a question, think about it from that perspective, you are just asking their experience and they more than likely most people want to share their experience because they're going to talk about themselves. Yes. And they're, they're going to open up. And most of the, the people I spoke with were really happy. I mean, they were happy and open and eager to talk and to share what they were comfortable to talk about. And then on top of it, in some situations, it, it ended up leading to partnerships or being connected to someone else. And then that led to something else because being an entrepreneur is not linear. Right. But that's what's exciting is you never know what a meeting, a text message, a phone call, a podcast, a WhatsApp message, you never know what will come out of one little tiny interaction. Yeah, I, I love that fact. And, and that is exciting to me. I know just you talking about it, you get a bright smile on your face if, if you're listening to the, the recording. Yes, you never know. And that's why I always say you've got to bring energy, you've got to bring enthusiasm, positivity to every interaction because you never know what could come out of it, right? It could be that next big partnership or relationship that you have with, with someone else. So uh, I'm, a, uh, I'm a firm believer in that. So if somebody is in business, they've always wanted to break into kind of the government contracting arena field, where do they start? Right. I have zero knowledge on that. So I'm going to ask from a place of, of not knowing a single thing. Where, where would they, where would they start? What would be, uh, you know, a couple of strategies you could, could throw down? Well, the, the first strategy is you have to, you have to ask yourself, you have to ask yourself this question. Are you interested in providing what you currently provide or your passion? Let's say you're an accountant. You're like, oh, I want accounting contracts with the federal government. So you have to ask yourself, 
you also have to ask yourself, or are you interested in taking more of an entrepreneurial mindset and journey and potentially bidding and providing services to the federal government that have really nothing to do directly to what you currently do? So maybe you're an accountant, but there's these opportunities to provide laptops. So the reason that I put that out there is because the federal government spends over $500 billion every year on everything under the sun. And big companies like IBM, Deloitte, they have a ton of contracts and many of them are not sexy and fun, but they make money off of them because they're businesses. And the same applies to us, to us small business owners. So that's the first question I asked. Then from there, that's when the decision tree comes into play, right? (laughs) So the next step is to check out Sam, like Uncle Sam, sam sam.gov. You want to just check it out. There's a button on the left where you can search. There's different videos out there to help you so you can get an idea of what's out there. And I know you may be thinking, well, I don't even know what to search for, but that's great. That's exactly where you should be <laughs> because you, you, there's, there's so much to learn and there isn't, you just can't learn it overnight on one website. So take a look. The next step is to reach out to those in the government space who may be similar to you. Maybe you went right. to the same school, maybe you like the same football team, maybe they have the same title that you once had or worked at a firm where you worked and start to ask them questions because the government space is huge. So it's like the cereal aisle at the grocery store. doesn't matter the grocery store. We all know you go in there in America and you're like, oh my gosh, who knew there were so many options for cereal, whether you like organic, not organic, you want a big box, a bag, a little box, a travel size, that's how the federal government is. So you need someone there to help shrink it down. So you know, going into that cereal aisle, I want this type of cereal and you can quickly grab it. And so I offer those, you can check out, if I may, you can check out profitablecontracts.co, profitablecontracts.co. There's a really cool download that I provide that asks, that provides some tips on how to have profitable contracts in the federal space, because what one of the myths in this space is, well, you don't make any money. It's the federal government. They're so cheap. Oh, I tried it. I didn't I, I didn't succeed. Well, that's like anything in life. Right. Maybe you try to lose weight. You didn't succeed. Or maybe things didn't work out in your personal life. You don't just give up. It's just having that guide, having those resources. And I know it's hard. I had no idea when I started. I had no clue. <laughs> I, I was just thinking about how am I going to pay up all these student loans, right? Right. And so there are these tools out there to really help you, and it's possible. If I'm able to do what I do, you surely can do this too. I promise you. And I love that that last sentence, right? If I can do it, you can do it. And so many times our minds don't, aren't open up to the possibilities, or to your point, maybe you tried and, and let's not beat around the bush. It could have been a half-assed try, right? You could have done it and not asked any questions, just, just tried to go it on your own. Here, 
what Kizzy is laying out is, is here's a roadmap and you can grab a free resource. And if she's done it, somebody else can do it. It's just like breaking, you know, breaking the four minute mile, right? Once that was yes. done, how many, how many people then broke the four minute mile in the next couple of years? It was crazy. So it is, uh, it is so vital, vital to success. I have an interesting question because I know you put it yeah. on your bio. You're a Guinness world record holder. What is that about? It's like right over here. There it is. Okay. <laughs> Behind me, for those who can see, uh, for those who are just listening, I earned a Guinness title in May for the most number of skips of a rope while wearing flip flops. Hmm. So it was 182, which is more than three a second. More than three jumps a second in flip-flops. And that was for a minute? You did it for a minute? Yeah, for 60 seconds. Wow. 60 seconds. More than three a second. And it was so fast, the Guinness evaluator had to review the slow motion video five times. That's awesome. To get the count. Yeah. I'm, I'm a really good jump roper. There you go. I, 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 that might be one. So I've got two sons and, and my youngest son loves to jump rope and I might have to bring that up. Listen, the Guinness world record for jump ropes and flip-flops in, in a minute is 182. So that's, uh, that's fantastic. What, uh, what triggered you to chase that world record or, or do it or find that, Hey, I'm a, I'm a great jump roper. I, when I started losing weight okay. several, several years ago, I took a jump rope class. It was 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. It to this day is my favorite class ever. And I just became an all-star jump roper forward, backward. I can do jumping jacks and jump rope, one leg, two legs, two, you know, all types of different techniques. And I had foot surgery. And I said to myself, a way to celebrate after I heal, I'm going to set a world record because I read how David Goggins set a world record. And I thought, goodness, all these things he's done and he, he held a title, why can't I do the same? And so I contacted Gannis and um, they had other records, like most number of skips of a rope, wearing ski boots, wearing clogs, there's jumping on a pogo stick, jumping with a dog. There's so many different records for involving a jump rope and they loved mine. And I, I also want to highlight the flip-flops I had on were like the flat flip-flops you buy at a drugstore yep. that break after wearing them for 10 minutes. Yep. Yeah, those they had to approve the jump rope. They had to approve the flip-flops. They needed proof of everything. It was, it was quite spectacular, all that was involved. And so I was inspired after healing from the surgery, again, as a way to celebrate. And so I, I, I was successful. That's awesome. How many pairs of flip-flops did you break in the process of training for? <laughs> I wore the same ones. Did you it's really? It's oh important that you train the way you're going to perform. Yep. You have to do so. And they, they had to approve them. Okay. So I couldn't switch at any point in time. I didn't travel with them. I was like, I don't want them to break. <laughs> but I had the one pair. I still have them. That's awesome. Congratulations on that. I, I love that. Uh, love that tenaciousness. And obviously, yeah, Goggins with the pull up challenge, crazy, crazy historian and perseverance through uh, through that that feat. So if you were if you could reach one person today, what would be 
one thing that you would tell them related to mindset that has helped you throughout your journey and could apply to where, where they might be at possibly in their life? I, I think the big thing is you have to try. Okay. Because it it's just getting started. It's, oh my gosh, I have to lose weight. Oh, I have to run. How am I going to run 10 miles? How am I going to start a business? It's, it's, we look at often these tasks or these different journeys in life. We look at them like such stressors, like they're so big, right? And you don't have to break it down. I'm not suggesting you do that or anything. You just need to get started. That's all you have to do is you have to set fear aside. You get started and please, please surround yourself with people who are going to support you. So that's the second part is you okay. get started and connect, whether it's listening to podcasts, watching lives, connecting with those on different social net, um, social um, network groups, et cetera, because you need cheerleaders there to celebrate your wins, but just get started. That's all you had to do. I had no idea what I was doing. I just knew I was given an opportunity. And I said, okay, I'm going to do it. And now here I am and I have three multi-million dollar companies. I mean, I just started, I just started. And that's all you have to do, jump rope in a world record. I had no idea what went into trying to contact Guinness to set a world record. And look, I was able to do so. So please use that as, as just that fuel. So whatever it is that you're pondering, stop pondering and just do it. Just try it. That's all you got to do. Just try. Love it. Love it. Action and surrounding yourself with people that support you. Great, great. Two, uh, two steps, two strategies to, to move forward. So Kizzy, where can, uh, where can people find you? Yeah, you can find me at you can connect with me on LinkedIn, Kizzy Parks. I was blonde then, but you can connect with me on LinkedIn. You can connect with me on Instagram, Kizzy M. Parks. I'm also on TikTok and I'm on Facebook and Twitter. You also can check out the free amazing download, profitablecontracts.co. You can check out govconwinners.com if you want to learn more about this new uh, program that I have out there. But whichever approach you decide to take, please just mention that you saw or heard me. Uh, and I would love just to connect with you and be of help any way I can. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you, Jeff. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Have an amazing rest of your day. Rise, fight, love, repeat. Get after it. And I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Morning Fire for Entrepreneurs podcast. You now have the knowledge, but without action, knowledge is useless. Choose to act. Choose to step into your greatness and unlock that hero inside of you. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a review so more entrepreneurs can hear this message. If you absolutely love this podcast, which I hope you do, then share it up with someone you know who might see benefit from it. Become that beacon of change and together we can impact the world.